0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin, with support from New Zealand On Air.
1: The Otago Community Trust's new capability funding to support organisations working in the youth sector is now open. We thought we'd take an opportunity to find out more about that. Liz Harberg from Otago Community Trust joins us on the line now. Maureen, Liz, good to have you with us. Morena, Jeff. This uh, capability funding, that's part of a wider suite uh, of funds available to support youth in uh, the community.
0: It is. Um, the the trust, in addition to our usual funding, where we fund a whole lot of grassroots activities across Otago, um, we've committed some additional resources to the youth sector and funding towards the youth sector. And we started to kick that off towards the end of last year with the launch of our Tamariki and Rangatahi strategy, our children and young people strategy. Um, and with that came a commitment of $10 million over the next five years to support projects and initiatives that will empower and uplift our youth Um, and we released we're releasing three new funds so we've released our impact funds which is for really big projects and the newest one to come out is our um, capability building fund so this is for we, um, for the organisations who work with youth so that they can invest in their organisation themselves because we know how important it is Um, to sort of look after the back end of the organisation and make sure that's strong because then those organisations are going to be able to do the best possible work for for our youth.
1: Okay, Liz, uh, how much can an organisation in this sphere uh, apply for for their projects?
0: So we've got um, projects up to $10,000 and we are open to some bigger projects. If there's big projects that are going to... um, reach a number of different youth organisations or have a really big impact for capability development of the sector, we would would absolutely consider that. But for most projects, up to $10,000.
1: So the fund's open to not-for-profit organisations who provide services in the sphere. Um, When we talk about capability, what kinds of things might we be talking about?
0: So these are all the things in the organisation itself that they need to be able to invest in so they can continue to adapt and develop and grow. So it might be things like um, professional development for staff and for uh, the board. It might be reviewing some of your strategic plans and putting new plans in place, uh, policy reviews, um, setting up local networks with other youth youth organisations. So all those kinds of things that are separate to that direct service delivery and that direct support to youth, but it's still really important for the organisations to thrive.
1: Right. So it's really about um, shoring up their their strength and resilience uh, and their ability to be able to, to, to work towards their missions. And it's the kind of thing that perhaps isn't always funded through other means.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. And we've we've heard from the sector in a few different ways um, the, the Trust did um, a review a couple of years ago talking to the youth sector to understand their needs and it came out really strongly there. And Dunedin Community Builders have also done some some great reports and reviews recently and that investment in capability came out really strongly from the not-for-profit sector at those times. So we know that there's a real desire to look at the organisation itself and strengthen that, but you're right, it, it's not always a place that's, easy to get support for and it's not always the kind of place particularly after the last few years we've had where people have the time and energy to look look at the organization itself because everyone's been so busy ensuring our youth are getting through the, these tough few years
1: yeah and um, um, at the same time they might well have spotted a few gaps uh, and it might be a prime opportunity and not a lot of organizations are probably thinking right now if only uh, we had this capability, then we might be able to do X or Y.
0: Exactly, exactly. I think a lot of people have seen new opportunities present themselves, and but they do—they might need that little bit of investment in the organisation to make that happen, and and so we're really keen to be able to support organisations to do that.
1: Uh, Liz, do you expect that uh, any organisation that is successful here will also be uh, putting in some of its own money towards whatever project might be funded?
0: We do want to see some kind of co-contribution. So we're hoping around 20% of the total project cost. But that won't necessarily have to be financial. Um, That could be some funding that's come from other sources or it could be support in kind, such as staff time or or governance time or that kind of thing.
1: Um, In determining what funding is for, it's sometimes also easy to... um explain what it's not for. What would you say about that? What is this, this fund not intended to do?
0: Yeah, so it, you're right, it is sometimes easier to look at it that way. Um, we, uh, the fund can't be used for building capability by employing more people or for irregular operations. Um, we can't use it for capital expenditure, so um, for building new buildings, or those kinds of things, um, subsidising shortfall um, in operational funding and allowances or wages um, or personal expenses. So it's really about looking at the organisation itself.
1: So there might be some organisations out there going, ooh, this this might be for us. If they have some questions around it, Liz, what should they do?
0: Please give us a call. Even if you read through it and you think, oh, I'm not able to go for this, this says this, and so I'm not able to – There might be other funds that we have available that do suit your organisation, or it might be that, yeah, actually you you can come to us, but it might be specific things. So always give us a call. That's absolutely what we're here for. So you call myself um, as a Community Engagement Advisor or Sue Stewart, our Grants Manager.
1: All right. Uh, What are the key dates here, uh, Liz, and what is the process for applying to the fund?
0: So the fund opened on the 1st of July, and it closes on the 30th of September. And people will know whether they're successful in late October. So we're trying for as quick turnaround as we can. Um, And you can apply through our usual online grants portal flux. So most people will already be set up on that. But if you're not, again, give us a call and we can help you get set up.
1: Liz, absolutely brilliant to talk with you. It's uh, so exciting that the Otago Community Trust has made this significant funding available in this sector in particular. Uh, we look forward to hearing about some of the successful applicants to this fund a little bit later in the year. Thanks for joining us.
0: Thanks so much, Jeff.
1: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin
0: with support from New Zealand On the Air.